what's up guys welcome to the knowledge gap podcast i'm your host joe ignis in today's episode we're talking about how to maximize your winter break sweet so if you're new to the channel so just want to introduce myself and what we do i live here in knoxville and have run some sales organizations and own a fitness company and on this channel we talk about how to maximize your college experience it's called a knowledge gap because we believe there's a huge knowledge gap between what you learn in school and what it takes to be successful in your 20s we believe that there's a right way to do college and there's a wrong way um, we really center a lot of stuff around the stats that 41 percent of students will graduate and not use their degree they'll become underemployed and not have a career in the field that they want um, because of how they you know did college. And we also believe that if you do college really well, um, you can graduate totally debt-free, have limitless career opportunities, do whatever the heck you want, and not end up like the 88% of people in the United States who hate their job most of their life. So if you want to have as many career opportunities as you can, do things that you love, we're going to be developing your mindset. You'll have a better mindset from listening to this podcast. It will transform the way that you see the world and help you be more mission-focused and purpose-driven. And that's what we're about. If you're a college student, hit subscribe, come along with me, on the journey to maximizing your college experience. All right, awesome. I'm so excited to talk about this this week. Always how we start a podcast, we talk about a self-destructive behavior that is the opposite of the advice that I'm going to be talking about how to maximize your time. And that is basically just being unintentional. Most people their entire life live unintentionally, uninspired. They're just doing things. I call them duds, disinterested, uninspired doers. <laughs> they're just doing things. They don't know why they're floating. And if you're in this category, that's okay. Everybody kind of starts in this category of being a dud or not sure what they're doing or being uninspired. Um, and again, that's what this whole podcast is about is helping you figure out what the heck that you want. And if you'll do some of the strategies that we'll talk about here in a second, it will help you figure those things out. And that's the goal here, right? Um, and the reason I'm talking about unintentionality is I just remember back being every time you'd have a winter break or a summer break, you could probably relate that you would stop your good schedule of waking up at the same time. You would do less sports. You'd probably, if anything like me being a young guy, you'd be doing Skyrim. You'd be doing um, all sorts of video games, lounging around the couch, kind of was wasting a lot of time. And when you do things like that in adulthood, it really can hurt your trajectory and lower your potential in life. And a lot of people do them. And so I'm not saying never have fun. You got to have some fun and the winter break is a great recharge time, but it's, it can be recharging in in one way where it gets you really off track, which is like sort of like a, a fallacy, right? It's like, oh, I should just like be lazy. And then when I come back to school or I come back to normal life, I'm going to be really productive. It's like, that's not how it's going to be. You've got to keep some sort of semblance of structure and productivity to your break and plan for your year. Cause this is probably the only time that you don't have really urgent things happening all the time. Right. And so if you're unintentional with your unurgent time and unurgent tasks, they'll never get done. Right. You might end up like some of these people from this video um, of people who are 75 and are talking about what their greatest regrets are. Well, I guess technically they're in their 60s and 70s. So listen to a couple. I can't say I have any regrets. That my mother didn't live long enough for me to take her to Paris. Probably not having spent more time with my parents, but they weren't here. Being frightened of so many things when I was younger. I think that one's great. So being frightened a lot, right? So people regret that. No to things has a ripple effect in my life. That I didn't get sober sooner. For not knowing when I was younger what I know now. Trusting people too much and too long when they've let me down a few times. I regret my career choices early in life. Not having uh, finished a novel at this point. I regret not joining the Peace Corps when I graduated from college. Not having followed my dream to be an entertainer when I was younger. I do regret that I didn't think I'd be a good parent. 
needed to be in a position where I, would, I had to file for divorce because I think that affected my daughter greatly. I think that was the only choice I had, but somehow I wish that could have been different. All right, so that's a lot of things. That's almost a little depressing to listen to in some ways, but you know, it, it is the reality. But at some points, there's gonna be things that we regret and maybe we can't change them. But when we're young, we have the ability and we have time. It's like, we wanna maximize what you're doing because the one thing you don't get back is your time and your seconds. You're not gonna be able to trade those back in for anything. So are you trading them in for things that you really care about right now, right? Are you trading in for things that are a waste of time? I'm not saying don't have any fun, but I'm just saying be more intentional with your fun, right? So if you're gonna go play a video game, go play with your little brother right? Spend some time, build a memory with him. If you're going to go and do something that you love, bring one of your best friends with you if you can, or bring your spouse if you're married at this age, or if you have a girlfriend, right? Um, Spend time with your parents, right? So be intentional with your time, with what you're doing. There's lots of ways you can be intentional, do things that you love and feel more productive and better overall um, than just being unintentional and kind of floating through and letting things happen, right? Two types of people in life, you make stuff happen or you allow things to happen to you. Which one do you want to be? And I know that I want to be the kind of person who makes things happen in life. And what's really interesting about that is is when you're intentional with your time, you can do things that most people think are impossible. So if you want to be more inspired and do big things, it's it's where you spend your time, right? So did you know that it takes 150 hours of practicing at the guitar to become proficient at it? And did you know that the average college student spends eight to 10 hours a day on their phone ingesting like something social media wise or watching a video? So eight to 10 hours a day, let's say you halved that and you did four to five hours a day on your phone. How long would it take to learn the guitar? It'd take you one month. If you're an intentional college student and you had the goal of one wanting to learn the guitar and you basically were able to get rid of your phone and put that thing away half as much of the time, you would actually accomplish that goal in one month and you would be proficient. How would it feel to be able to say that you learned the guitar, you can play? How much more joy would you get from you know life being able to like play and sing and do things like that, right? Um, so you can insert whatever task or goal that you have. If you're intentional with your time, you're going to get there a lot quicker than you think. And that kind of rolls into like goal setting and some of the things that we're going to talk about with maximizing your winter break. If you know you're somebody who is really interested in this, um, I encourage you to do this thing called a time audit. Um, if you've never done a time audit, basically the idea is that you go look back through the week and see where you spent your time in 15 minute increments from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight every day for seven days. And if you're really interested in that, and if you actually do that, DM me on Instagram at, at the Knowledge Gap Podcast, and I have no problem and would be excited to go over that with you and help you set some goals. So just let me know on there. Oh, by the way, quick announcement: I was thinking about doing a book club, so I just want you to comment below if you think the idea of doing like a book club and like a Zoom discussion, you know, like once a week, once a month, how often, um, if that would be cool, what kind of books you might want to be interested in. I want to create a community where people are interacting with each other and growing from it. So what do you think about a book club? Oh, last but not least, I have created a weekly email newsletter, which is actually cool because you can keep up with the good news of the podcast and how many views we're getting, how we're growing and some awesome things that are happening about the podcast and what we're doing outside, doing some speaking events. So I need you guys to go in the description, click on the link that says joeignis.com slash subscribe because I have like an official website called joeignis.com, which you should also check. But hit subscribe, fill out your email and go into your email and hit confirm when it sends you a confirmation email so I can interact with you guys more often and you can get the most out of this podcast. Okay, sweet. So now we're talking about how to maximize your winter break. And um, the winter break, if done well, right, is going to be productive, recharging, intentional, and it's going to give you a really solid perspective for the next year. And you're not going to feel unmotivated. I hear so many people talk about how they're not motivated at the end of a semester or in a summer or anything like that. And if you're not motivated, um, I hate to say this to you, but it's it's basically at some point your fault because you have not planned 
So it's basically your fault. So you haven't planned well enough to have your year that excites you, right? And if you think through your year in a way, you can accomplish everything you want to accomplish that you really didn't even think you had time for, right? With proper planning. Um, and you're going to feel really, really good at the end of the next year. And that's how I want you to feel. I don't want you to feel bad about your year, right? Sort of this process that we're going to really talk about is having a process. So the the winter break is where you create your process for growth of the next year. It's not a results-based thing. If you're growing, you're going in the right direction. Um, with goals, you're going to grow a lot faster, so you'll be quicker. You, you will reach your goal. If you have goals, basically, you're going to grow a lot faster, and that's kind of the idea of this. You want to focus on the process of growth and not the perfect result because the result's not actually going to bring you the happiness, the joy, and the pursuit of the goal because you actually care about the thing and the process of what you're doing. That's what's actually going to motivate you. In fact, check this out by uh, Jordan Peterson on goals and why goals and kind of how they motivate you. You experience positive motivation in relationship to a goal, not from attaining the goal. That's satisfaction. And besides, it's fleeting. You know perfectly well. You graduate from university, poof, next day you have a problem, which is what do you do next. And that's a, that's a tough problem. It's not like you've solved your problems by winning that game. You just introduced the problem of having to introduce another game. So it's unreliable as a source of positive emotion, but what's reliable is you set a goal and you try to attain it. And then that gives your life, that literally provides your life with meaning. Right, so he's talking about like goals, right? They give you a pot of positive motivation. So if you don't feel motivated, it's probably because you don't have goals, you haven't thought about it, you haven't set goals. Set goals. You're spending eight to 10 hours on your phone, right? <laughs> that is a bad thing. If When you're spending time on your phone or you're watching a TV show or you're doing screen time, your brain is essentially firing at even less neurons per second or whatever the actual term is than when you're sleeping, right? So there's less brain activity when you're watching something or screen time, watching a video, whatever, TikTok, than if you were sleeping. So that is awful. So how could you possibly set goals if you're on your phone all the time. So you need to drop that phone and you start thinking, which can be scary for some people, but it's essential. You have to do it if you want to get anywhere in life. Right. And I remember when I was 19 and I was doing this for the very first time, right? I was sitting there. I had some goals, you know, that I had made when I was, you know, graduating senior about some things I wanted to do. But let's be real. Most people, when they come to college, you have no idea what the heck you want to do. You don't know. You picked a major because someone told you to. I, I did that because my pastor was like, hey, accounting, you know, people will always need that. There's always going to be a need. You always have a job. Just do that. And I was like, okay, right? I didn't know what I would be. I kind of wanted to be a leader, I guess, because I felt like that was somewhere I could go. Um, I really liked people. I kind of felt like people were more important than anything else. I was kind of like trying to figure out how to be a leader, you know, but I really didn't know, right? But I sat down and I, I reflected on different areas of my life, you know, social career, school, all that kind of stuff, spiritual goals, right? And I reflected on the past year of what the heck happened. And I think most people don't do this ever, right? Some people do it. You, you've heard of the New Year's resolution, right? They'll, they'll reflect one time every year. Okay, I would say, you should go further and you should reflect every single week for 52 weeks, every single month and every single year. You want to reflect, you want to think about things because you miss stuff if you don't reflect. You don't grow or change if you don't reflect. If you don't know why things are happening, good or bad in your life, and you haven't identified those factors for good or bad results, you're never going to change. And so this is what you need to do. You need to first think about what happened this last year, right? Reflect on it, right? Because when I actually started to do this, right? I started to reflect on my past year. I started to notice things in myself that things that I really liked, strengths, and I started to notice things that were weaknesses, right? Things I didn't like. And in fact, when you face the things you don't like instead of avoiding them, you quickly realize they're not that powerful. But when you avoid them, you make them think, you, you basically convince yourself in your mind that they are strong and that they're bad. And then if you let anyone know that they exist, that you're, oh my gosh, you're broken and you're messed up. 
And I just want to let you in on a secret that I learned probably in my 20s somewhere, you know, is everyone has a bunch of crap that they're living and they're trying to hide. Everybody lives with a facade. Everyone tries to look like they have it together and Instagram and all these places are the worst place for it. They're really trying to look like they have it together. They're trying to look cool, but everybody has some problems. It doesn't mean you judge them on their problems and you're not better or worse than somebody based on your problems versus theirs, right? In fact, if you have less problems, I think there's more of a burden on you to go help people than if you kind of grew up with maybe some more problems, for example. But the idea is that we all have these things and actually the more vulnerable you are about them and the more real you are, the quicker they're going to lose their sting because everybody knows that you sort of like are unintentionally selfish sometimes when they see it, they kind of forgive you for it because at least they know you're trying to change that, for example. So reflection is huge. Self-awareness is huge, right? Um, Sometimes you'll realize you're doing things that don't make any sense for you. And uh, Simon Sinek has a great video about how you're on a hamster wheel. So I'll just kind of share that with you. Um, This is kind of interesting that a lot of people went through. I, and I think many people in this room can relate, you know, that we're on a hamster wheel for our careers. And we think that we're setting the speed of the hamster wheel by how fast we're running. And the, the hard lesson that I, that I learned is I'm just running to keep up. And for a period of time, COVID stopped the wheel and I got off. And then I got to look around and say, do I want to get back on that wheel or is there something else I want to do? Right. So basically what he's saying is hamster wheel is like your normal schedule, right? And COVID for him um, is he had this big break. Well, for you, you know, hopefully COVID, it doesn't give you, shut everything down, obviously, but the winter break, right? For everybody, for the most part, I mean, a lot of people work a ton during Christmas, but if you're somebody who has a little bit of time off or you have that opportunity to think, you can get off your hamster wheel because the hamster wheel is running. You're trying to keep up on the hamster wheel. That's school. That's your job. That's whatever, you know, you do on a regular basis, right? But when you're off the hamster wheel, you can examine the hamster wheel and you can ask questions. You can say, is that the hamster wheel that I even want to be running on? Because you finally realize instead of looking straight down at your feet of where you're running and it just keeps going because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I don't want to fall down. You can look around the room and you can see that there's a hundred million different hamster wheels that you could be running on. Maybe they're better. Maybe they're worse. Maybe you should be really thankful for what you have. Obviously, I I believe in being thankful all the time, no matter where you're at almost in life. But which hamster wheel do you want to run on? And reflection is the only way to get that done. So that's what you need to do this winter break is start off with reflection. Okay. So from reflection, okay, you're going to see some things that you like, dislike about the last year. And again, don't beat yourself up. Like a process is progress. The fact that you're even reflecting is really healthy. And maybe you're mad at yourself about something, but I'm really going to encourage you to forgive yourself and give yourself some grace and give others grace too if you're upset about something like that. Okay. So the way to ensure that you reflect and goal set, these are two of the things that I really want you to do that will work is I want you to have a schedule. I want you to plan out the next couple weeks or month that you are on a break and just have a routine, right? Um, I think when people get into January, December, you know, they start staying up till three or four in the morning. They, They get terrible habits. They stop working out. They start eating junk and they get really unhealthy and then they start their year and they're expecting their year to go well when you don't start well. Think think back to all the sports you've ever played, every, you know, school semester you've ever had. If you start really weak, how much tougher is it to finish that semester strong, right? If you start strong, it's so much easier to carry your momentum to finish strong. Parkinson's law is this idea that your task shall expand to the amount of time that you give it. So when you don't have a schedule, you always procrastinate things to the very end. Think about your tests, think about your homework, think about anything that you need to do. You always put it at the very end. And so with a schedule, you're like, this is my workout time. This is my goal setting time. This is my productive time. And if you just do like, here, I'm doing it for an hour. This is the time I do it. You'll get it done and you won't be putting everything off in which 
because if you put it off, you're just not going to do it. So Parkinson's law, right? Right. So have a schedule. What's your sleep schedule going to be? What's your bedtime? That's a funny thing that, you know, we're taught as kids is that you got to have a bedtime. But as an adult, right, if you actually have a bedtime and have sleep, you are going to be so much better off. Like imagine trying to make decisions and set goals for your life if you're consistently tired, right? How grumpy you are. Um, in fact, actually, if you don't eat, you can get grumpy if you just don't eat on a good schedule at the right times during the day, right? So, you know, sleep, have a good schedule, have a workout routine that you're going to do right the endorphins that you get from working out keeps you consistent and their biggest reason people hate their jobs or fall into jobs that they hate right is they're not being intentional with their time they're not intentional with their attitude people regret stuff when they're not intentional and so that's that's again the whole point of this so have a schedule reflect on what's happened this past year and that reflection right when you have that schedule and you've got this carved out reflection time then you can you, then you can ensure some goal setting right because once you've reflected on what you like didn't like now you can think well what about next year you can start dreaming a little bit and that's the fun. That's the beauty of this. Like the hard parts looking back, right? The fun parts looking forward, right? And all of it comes down to being present with your schedule. So set goals for the next year. Um, so that's the idea, right? So when you're setting these goals, it's got to be specific. Um, you want it to be attainable. So these are smart goals, right? Specific, you know, attainable, measurable. That's the M there. Smart, measurable, you know, realistic. And you want to have a timetable for it. So that way you have having a deadline, right? Because again, Parkinson's law is this idea that if there's unlimited time to do it, you'll wait to the end. So if your whole life, right? If you have 75 years on the earth and you're like, oh, I'll do it eventually, right? You're going to wait to the end of your life and you're going to wait to a point and then you can't do it because there's a point in life where you you lack the ability, the financial success or the ability to take risks, right? So you want to do it now. But basically guys, so when you're making goals, right? The reason they need to be specific and do smart goals um, is simply because a lot of people will do goals like this. Be healthier, be smarter, be you know mentally, physically, right? So you've got to really keep those pretty clear. So I recommend you looking at 10 areas of life. That'll be in this document that I send you guys. So I would definitely check that thing out. I've got to edit it a little bit, but um, I think that thing will be cool. And you know, when I was doing this, I spent like 10 or 15 hours doing it, but it was worth it. And I'm going to, I'm going to sell you on why it's worth spending 10 or 15 hours of your Christmas break or your winter break sitting and thinking with your goals for this next year and really, really planning them. And here's how I'm going to sell you. So one summer I went and sold books door to door. I went and made, uh, made $11,000 gross profits, came away with seven or 8,000 from like gas or expenses or whatever else that I paid for in that year. Before the next year I spent, that was no goal setting in the winter, by the way. The next year I spent 15 to 20 hours focused in on my goals and I had the most productive semester of my life. I had a 4.0 GPA. I was in leadership in several clubs. I was doing several clubs at the same time and I was in leadership at an internship where I had a team of five fellow students that I was leading and in the summer I made over $40,000 in one summer, 12 weeks. That's the value and the power of goal setting. I grew immensely that year when I was 19. I was still a teenager and it was all because, you know, somebody told me, thank God, that I had a mentor that was teaching me to do this process. So set some goals. 10 areas of life, that'll be on that doc. Spend a lot of time doing this, okay? The more hours you spend, the more results that you're gonna actually get. Um, now is the only time you'll probably have in your year to actually set aside time. If you do it, you're gonna feel really ahead, right? So setting goals is so important. You know, you wanna set big goals for the year, then you wanna set monthly and you set weekly and have a daily ritual in different areas of life. Those 10 areas of life are gonna be on those docs, so check that out. Um, the more time you spend at this, the better, okay? So I'll do a couple little videos real quick. Abstract doesn't work. You've gotta be really specific, okay? Okay. And again, if you DM me on Instagram, if you want to get in depth or have a conversation about this, I will help you. I have no problem helping you. You need to have mile markers, um, like Simon Sinek's about to say here, and it needs to be crystallized is what we call it. And that's what we'll talk about here in a second. We are, um, tangibly driven animals. Um, metrics are important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, targets and goals are important to us. And, and that's a good thing. 
Um, abstract is no good. It's not, it, you know, it, it wasn't work. I mean, you can't run a marathon with no mile markers. Right. It's, it's actually unnerving. I need to know and be able to measure progress. But we have to understand the role that metrics play. Metrics help us understand um, speed and distance, right? Um, and they're not absolutes. It's to help us gauge. The problem is, is when they become absolute. I think that the goal is important. It helps us measure and it helps us gauge. But if we miss the goal, we have to look at how we're doing, mm -hmm. how we got there. And I think that's one of the things we don't consider. We are uh, absolutely right. So that was just kind of idea of being process focused of like, hey, if you're doing better, you're doing great, right? You want to hit the goal, but obviously if you miss, you're doing better, you're doing great. That's the process idea. This idea is you got to have mile markers, right? A lot of people want to be successful, but they never have mile markers. How do you even know you're running the race or the right direction if you don't have a direction and you don't have mile markers for that race, right? So that's kind of the idea here. Here's Jordan Peterson's take on it. Well, let's say you need a goal, but we don't want to let your distance from the goal crush you. So you got to set up a goal and then you got to make the goal, break the goal down into parts so that you can move towards it and you have a fairly high likelihood of doing it. So that, that's a bit, bit of practical, I wouldn't say advice, it's, it's because it's better than advice. It's, it's some practical knowledge about how to go about achieving an aim. Set a high aim, but differentiate it down so you know what the next step is and then make the next step difficult enough so you have to push yourself past where you are, but also provide yourself with a reasonable probability of success. Absolutely right. So he's just talking about it, it can't be so overwhelming. Like people will set goals in my fitness business where they're going to go run a crazy, huge, incredibly fast marathon. They've never done it before. It's like, how about we just run a marathon? Like that's actually really, really hard and really impressive. And you don't have to do it in under two hours or under an hour, you know, or whatever. Obviously an hour would probably be crazy impossible, but whatever. When you're setting goals, have that in mind. Think about your year. Think about every month. Think about, you know, what are the overall goals? And what I would do is I would set down and I'd be like, what kind of character do I want to build this year? Do I want to be a, a more kind person or more patient person, a more action-oriented person. I really just want to be the best version of me. I just want to quit being like everyone else. I want to quit chameleonizing myself to, you know, what everyone else does around me. I'm just going to be myself. And if people don't like that, I'm just, I'm just not going to be their friends. I'm not going to worry about fitting in. I'm going to be, you know, all about my stuff. You know, I'm going to make, make it go and not try to be a part of the herd, so to speak. So anyway, we can have another podcast on the, on goal setting. So if you are intrigued, have lots of questions, that's great. Comment below. Um, DM me again on Instagram, joe.ignis or the Knowledge Gap podcast, and I'll get back to you on that. All right. Well, thanks you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, go ahead and like all of the things. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, the Knowledge Gap podcast. I'm posting stories and reels on there all the time of like how I'm creating this stuff, which I think is pretty cool. You know, keep up with me. I appreciate you guys. And uh, you know, DM me, comment with different, you know, problems that you have. And, you know, I can do some episodes or have a conversation with you about solving them. You know, I'm all about helping young people reach their goals and be inspired to do what inspires them in life. And uh, I want to see a lot of you guys be successful and, and hear all about your stories. So appreciate you guys a lot. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful new year. Don't forget to get the most out of your winter break.